Welcome into Embrace Debate, your number one source for Panther, Carolina Panther debate topics throughout the season. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson. Joined every Thursday, 11, uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time by Cody Lashley from the Carolina Cat Chronicles and Money Fetty from the Four Man Rush. You can participate in the debate uh, with comments, observations of your own, just like uh, CJ here, who's found us on YouTube. You can do the same thing, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio or find the Tobacco Road Sports Radio or the Keep Pounding Podcast Network Facebook uh, pages where you can see the video there. Just comment in underneath the bottom and it will show up here on the bottom of the screen. We're here, CJ. We're here. It's my bad. I've been doing radio hits all over for this Panthers uh, <laughs> Seahawks game coming up here soon. Gentlemen, what's up? Uh, what's going on this morning? How y'all doing? Doing good, up, man. Yeah, what's going on, man? I mean, How's everybody it's, doing? We've been... We've been going through it a little bit past two weeks. Uh, we're here to dissect it and kind of yeah. figure out what exactly uh, is this Panther team. Uh, 0-2 uh, heading off to the West Coast to take on the Seattle Seahawks. It's a 4:05 kickoff. I believe it's on CBS. I'll double-check that before we get out of here. Um, let's jump right into it because we got a hard out at 11 o'clock this morning. Um, the first question up for you guys here. And, Cody, I'm going to let you start off with this one. What do you think is the biggest issue for the Panthers' offense through the first two games of the season? Oh, man, the biggest issue has to be the lack of separation, man, uh, by the Panthers' wide receivers. And I was there. I was in the bank on Monday night. It was my first ever Monday night football game. And it's different when you're watching it on TV, but then when you're actually able to just watch the wide receiving core, I had a great view. And, bro, there's just not a lot happening downfield. And because we traded picks to move up for Bryce, inevitably he's going to bear the brunt of the criticism. Like, you know, a lot of people are defending Bryce, but there's also a lot of people that are using this to kind of fuel their own takes that they already had about Bryce, that he's too small, doesn't have the arm talent. Uh, Bryce has turned over the ball some. And, I, I mean, I think it's a real issue. And, you know, Frank Reich says that we're an offense capable of putting up 28 to 38 points or 20 to 38 points. I just don't see it, man. I really don't see it. I kind of think that in order for this offense to really be able to flow, they're probably going to have to make a trade uh, before the deadline to get someone else in here. Problem is, I don't even know if we have enough draft capital to be able to do that at this point. So it's looking kind of rough right now, gentlemen. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've got a trade question coming up here a little bit later on uh, that we can debate here. Uh, Monty, my God, what's uh, you you've you've <laughs> what's the biggest issue for the Panthers' offense through the first two games? Burn it all down, man! Nah, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, I really am joking. Uh, but, no, uh, he's no. not even playing. He's no, not, he I'm, I'm joking, not joking. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, man. Um, I agree with Cody with the lack of separation. I'm gonna go a step further. I think they're there's a lack of creativity with this offense, you know, and I, and I think it starts there. You know, I think we, we can't scheme guys open. You know, I feel like we came into the season knowing that we were going to, you know, to be honest, we, we didn't have a, a real deep threat outside of DJ Chark, who was, you know, who's came in the season that we all thought was injury prone uh, outside of DJ Chark. We all knew we didn't really have a deep threat for at receiver. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and now look at it, you know, 
LaVisca, who we all thought was going to get touches, you know, is totally not getting touches whatsoever. And now you have, you know, it's just, I, I think the lack of creativity that we were promised in the preseason just isn't there. And that's the frustrating thing for me, man. Cause it's like, dude, had, you know, we, we were promised that look, the, the it's going to be vanilla right now. Cause in the off, you know, during the regular season, we're going to see guys stretch the field. We're going to see this and that. And a lot of the guys, for instance, LaVisca, who we were promised to be the next Debo Samuels or, or can mimic what Debo does in San Francisco, bro, he's not even seeing the field. So, in, in, yeah. so it's, it's, it's and, and for and for me, that's not lack of talent. It's lack of creativity. That's lack of your coaching staff having a plan after promising that they had a plan for this this uh, these players. They realistically don't, or you know, or at least in two games, two division games at that, we haven't seen it. Now, early again, granted, it's early. We're again, we're talking about two games here. I've seen this team start one and three before and finish eleven and five. So let's keep that in mind. You know, so I've seen this team start worse before, start just as bad, and still make the playoffs. So last you know, year, <laughs> just yeah, last so, year. I mean, so we're still early in the season, but it's 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 frustrating to hear that when you got an all star coaching staff and we were promised. Uh, you know, uh, pretty much an all-star offense, and here we are, two games in the season. It looked terrible, man. Here, here's my here's my one pushback to to what Monty just said there, and I talked about this. I feel like I've talked about it all week, like all over, <laughs> like on different things. I, I, yes, they did say that they weren't they were running vanilla offense in the preseason, but I am racking my brain trying to remember when Frank Wright promised us this explosive offense. Like he never said that they were holding explosive plays. We just assumed they were explosive because we weren't seeing them. You know what I mean? Like he never, he never said they were the ninety nine Rams or anything of that sort. He just yeah. Said I, but, but even with, but even with that, Dez, I don't think that. I mean, because no, he never promised us to be a top ten or top five offense. Sure, but it's but to be honest, he also promised that we weren't going to be a bottom five offense, and that's really what realistically what we're talking about. We're a, one of the worst offenses in the NFL right now. It, yeah. and, and it's, it's for multiple different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so. And and to be fair, like if you're going to say this, that you're not going to open up the playbook for the preseason, so that way you're saving all your best stuff for Atlanta and New Orleans, and then your offense looks terrible in both of those games, it's like you needlessly set the expectations too high because right. you made it seem like it, right. everything was going to be ready to gel, ready to flow as soon as it was time to play ball, and that's not what happened. So. I mean, I would have rather have seen them more in the preseason than, you know, and, and have them get on more of a rhythm than for them to come out to this stale, bland start that they did. Are we not going to give any credit to the defenses for Atlanta and New Orleans, especially New Orleans? Because I think New Orleans is a top three defense overall in the league, to be honest. Uh, they've got all pros at all three levels. Um, now, Atlanta's different. We gave them the ball three times and, and lost the game by you know, or, well, it was 24-10, but if you watch that game, you know a lot closer than 24-10. And honestly, both games followed the same exact script. It was a rock fight for three for three quarters. Like, neither yeah. team looked really that good. The defenses were the stars. And then in the fourth quarter, we've seen this script before, guys. Panthers' defense has been out there all game. They start to wear down. They right. let up a late fourth-quarter touchdown, and then the other team might score one with about two minutes left in the game, and that's the margin of victory pretty much. It looks worse than what it actually was because the our offense couldn't get into the end zone. Um, they had some opportunities Monday night, uh, but they also squandered a lot of opportunities too. I, I think I think our expectations are just high because of preseason and what we were hearing coming out of preseason in terms of – and what some of us saw because some of us were at training camp and actually saw some of these things. I think our expectations for Bryce Young are way higher than where they're supposed to be for a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks never succeed. 
in the NFL. If you go, uh, I mean, kind of. I kind of disagree with you, Des. I mean, uh, Justin Herbert did well. Even Baker Mayfield did well. I'm not saying that you should expect a playoff team or Super Bowl team or anything like that. But you have, if you have a rookie quarterback, you have to put them in a good situation where you're not demanding everything from, oh, yeah, from him. Right. And, yeah. And the fact that he's such a smart guy and that's why you drafted him because of his readiness. Right. I kind of feel like that's his Achilles heel right now because they feel comfortable putting everything into Bryce's lap, whether or not he's ready for it or not. Well, see, yeah, another, yeah. Thing, another thing too, though, that's, uh, that's sticking with me. People, it's almost like people are saying Bryce can't throw. Go look at his tape at Alabama. That's why he got drafted number one. Like, you got to remember who he was throwing to also. He had, like, you know, Jameson Williams and uh, Michi. And, like, I think he was there when uh, – wasn't he quarterback when Devonta Smith and uh, uh, Jalen Waddle were there? No, that was Mac Jones. No. It was Mac Jones? Yeah, okay. Matt, Matt Jones. But even so, Alabama is a wide receiver factory pretty much. Like, he had dudes that could separate. And the window was way different in college football than in the pros. And I feel like we kind of – we transferred the whole – Oh, he's having a fantastic training camp. Like we hardly heard anything negative about Bryce Young in training camp. Like we hardly even heard drop balls, really. Like all training camps, so our expectations were way up here. And I don't even remember being like that for Cam Newton, you know. And Cam Newton threw for 400 yards his first two games and lost them both, and we were fine with that. <laughs> but for some reason, with Bryce, he's being protective with the football, so he's not taking a lot of shots. You can't just throw it downfield just to appease the fans if there's nobody open. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing this on yeah. purpose. Like, they're trying to get him confidence to pass in the NFL, yeah. and people aren't seeing it. They're just like, why aren't we throwing downfield? We don't have anybody to throw downfield, too. <laughs> like, yeah. but, and to that's my that's my last point. I know we got to move on. Yeah. But the, the defense for the Falcons and the Saints, they do have a good defense. But they also knew that we couldn't affect them deep. So they were playing close to the line. They pinned their ears back. They were stopping the run. And, you know, especially having two different guards, that left guard and right guard, eventually that pass rush started to get home. And it just it, it just piles on as as your offense isn't able to do things. Monty, let me start with you on this one here. Bigger injury uh, in the first two weeks, Shaq Thompson or J.C. Horn? Uh, that's a, I'm going to say Shaq just because, you know, we've consistently had Shaq over a long period of time. Uh, and I believe, you know, Shaq is arguably, you know, the – I don't want to say the heart of that defense, but he's definitely, you know, one of the focal points of that defense as well. And I think he does, he gets, he goes underrated, for, you know, to be a top 15 linebacker. You know, he gets he's mostly underrated for the most part. So, uh, I think Shaq uh, definitely is the bigger injury. Also considering we don't – I don't see who's the immediate, uh, you know, replacement for Shaq at middle linebacker as well or inside linebacker. Um, I think we're going to get. I mean, we're going to miss JC, but you know, there. But what, from everything we read, JC's supposed to be back this year, you know, or sometime this season. You know, Shaq is out for the year, yeah. so I think Shaq is going to be a, definitely, a, you know, a bigger loss than you know than what we see. We'll see with JC. What you think, Cody? Which is the one's bigger to you? So, when I was at the game after he got hurt, I put out, okay, we're really going to see what this defense looks like without Shaq Thompson, because love him or hate him, everybody, you know, there's everybody has a controversial take about Shaq. They either love him, they love what he's done for the Panthers, or like they kind of feel that he's overrated as a linebacker. I've always been a fan of his leadership on our defense. Uh, but dude, Kamu Cruze Hill, he, he stepped good. up and he yeah. was flying around. He was making plays. And to be honest, it didn't seem like that much uh was missing after Shaq went down. Yes, we're used to JC being hurt. It, this has kind of been this way for a while now. But at the same time, you know 
that Dante Jackson and CJ Henderson, they're good to get burned badly at least once every game. And, and it continues to happen. So I think especially as this season goes on, we're going to play Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf and Calvin Ridley. We're going we're, we're to play these guys. And if you don't have a cover corner like J.C. Horn, it, it just it makes it easy for them to put the ball downfield. So I, I love Shaq, but the type of talent that J.C. possesses, it's, it's noticeable when it's not on the field. Let me uh, real quick. Uh, let me just address a couple of uh, comments from the the folks in the gallery watching the show today, and appreciate everybody that's uh, doing so. Willie Smith asked, "Could it be the coaching staff used the first four games as preseason, used the opportunity for the team to gel and become cohesive as a unit?" I'm gonna say no because the first two games were division games, and they really hammered home the importance of it, and they lost them both. So, not only are they zero and two, they're really behind that because every team in the division is two and zero. So, uh, no, I don't think that's how they're viewing it at all. Um, Nobody had expectations for Cam. They didn't hype him this way. Yeah, it was kind of a shock when he came out throwing. There was questions about him being able to be under center and things of that sort. I remember uh, coming in it was a lot more doubts with Cam being the number one overall pick than with uh, with Bryce. Um, if week three the offense hits a wall again, Tepper needs to sit down with Wright. Tepper just needs to stay out the way, <laughs> literally. Like, and I don't think he's really in the way. Like, I, I think he's sitting back like he's supposed to and letting the team do what they're supposed to do. Um, it's two weeks, guys. It's, it's two weeks. Let's just see what comes out of this now here was my trade scenario and i put it up as a poll on twitter a couple of days ago and it overwhelmingly went one way um if you were the panthers would you trade safety jeremy chin and a third round pick for wide receiver t higgins from cincinnati cody bro how spicy do you want me to get right now? <laughs> it's, i mean it's 10 51 in the morning i mean they stopped serving breakfast at 10 30 so you can go on yeah, as you you, want. <laughs> i have zero problem trading jeremy chin man it's nothing personal it's nothing disrespect we're just talking football here man but you know through three or four years of his career we don't even know what position bro plays man they took him out at the end of that game in favor of troy hill troy hill yeah (laughs) i mean yeah so it's like look i i love uh his character i love his leadership but I'm I'm sorry if you're going to be this hybrid type of safety, I want you to be on the level of like a Derwin James. Mm-hmm. And through this point in his career, Jeremy Chin is just not. So I I think he has to be a trade piece uh, moving forward if you want to get another wide receiver on this team or uh, another weapon at some point in time. Because I'm definitely opposed to paying him whatever he's probably going to want to get paid. So I don't know, man. I have no problem trading jeremy chen man uh monty would you trade jeremy chen in a third for Bengals wide receiver t higgins uh, I, i'm i'm on the fence I, you know <laughs> i'm kind of agreeing with cody and kind of don't um you know he, i, I like jeremy chen and i agree i do he, you know i do he's only been on the field like 35 percent of the plays so far the first two games which yeah. was shocked to me when i saw that like why <laughs> like why is he not playing so i don't know right if it's scheme, right? Or well, I mean, he's not playing because he's not the second second best safety on the team, and that's kind of the point. <laughs> you know, I think um, if we're not going to get um, and we can get a guy like T Higgins. I'm I'm kind of leaning to yeah, I would trade him, bro. I I kind of you know, I, and I love Jay, I love you know Chin, and I you know I would hate to see him go. Uh, I think he does have a you know high potential and a high upside, but 
I, do I think he has a higher upside than T. Higgins? No. And I think that's kind of the argument as well. So, yeah, I, I'd probably go T. Higgins in that uh, that regard. And that's more of a kind of a hometown guy. Well, not hometown guy, but T. Higgins went to Clemson. He's from the area. Uh, I think he has an extension coming up that the Bengals probably are not going to be able to pay since they just gave uh, Burrow like a quarter of a billion dollars. Uh, I'm sure they're going to keep Jamar Chase over T. Higgins. Um, so can't keep all of them. Um, so T. Higgins – has been actually I've seen him attached to us in multiple publications of the past week, and he kind of solved that problem of getting Bryce a number one wide receiver that's close to his age that they can grow together with. Uh, I would I would call T a number one on this team like easily. <laughs> he would be easily the number one wide receiver. I would, team. but I just want to say real quick. I'm okay. I'm a Clemson fan. My squad won a championship with T Higgins. I love me some T Higgins, and I would love to have him on the Carolina Panthers. I just want to put this out though. That is not. Uh, the only remedy to all that ails us. Even if you get T. Higgins, you're going to have to get a speed receiver. T. is a possession receiver. So he's not necessarily going to be that burner taking the top off of defenses. I do agree that he's the number one. He'll catch everything that you throw at him, but it can't stop with just T. You're going to have to draft another wide receiver as well to be able to complement him. Kristen Ledane says, I expect Bryce to have hiccups because he's a rookie, but we need to be moving the ball and the running plays up in whack. I'm going to push back on that second part a little bit. We're averaging five yards carry in our run game. Like, we're just not running it enough. Uh, it sure didn't feel like it during New Orleans. I, sure I, I agree. It did not feel like it. Um, and some of it's kind of warped because that very first run play, uh, uh, my man hit it for like a 13-yard gain on the very first play of the game. And then uh, Bryce had that long 28, long, young, uh, long scamper in the fourth quarter. So that skews it a bit. So really, they only had like 70 yards rushing. But they only rushed it 19 times. So and in a close game, it was 6-6, like in the fourth quarter or whatever. And we weren't running the ball. Like that's either that or New Orleans was stopping our run. That, maybe that's a better way to put it. We were trying to run the ball. But three and outs make it where you just can't do uh, anything regarding that. Uh, I don't know if we lost uh, – I don't know if we lost money for good. I know he said he'd be up at 11. He had another five minutes, but he might pop back up in here. Uh, yeah. While we're waiting to see if he pops back in, uh, real quick, Cody, bigger surprise 2-0 team, Bucks, Saints, or Falcons? It's got to be the Buccaneers, man. Everybody was laughing uh, at, at Tampa Bay, thinking Baker was about to stink things up. And apparently <laughs> right now he's one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the NFL. Which is, yeah, man, <laughs> it, that's Panther luck. Everybody... Uh, the best thing to happen to a Panther player is to no longer play for the Panthers. Yeah, totally. Unless you're DJ Moore. If you're DJ yeah, Moore, you got sent yeah. to a lower level of purpose. Ah, dude, poor DJ, back. man. That guy never gets a quarterback. I don't, I don't know who he pissed off in the NFL, but yeah, DJ Moore is, is <laughs> got to be the worst of luck. The football <laughs> gods do not like smile he, upon him. He looks like he's crying, like on the sideline sometimes when they show shots of him. It's like even he's not even dude, getting I, I really wish I could have got a screenshot because it was one. It was one picture was perfect. He looked at Justin Fields right after that came off the field and it was like dog. he was like bro where did i end up going to because this is terrible i told y'all man chicago's where wide receiver careers go to die and and people are like nah dj moore's built different it don't matter he's still dependent on somebody throwing the ball and justin fields is uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know what's going on with him uh money who's your surprise 2-0 team bucks saints falcons 
Yeah, I, I'm, it got to be the Bucks. Like, I, I totally agree with you. Nobody expected, you know, we were just talking about, I mean, the Bucks tanking for Caleb. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, we were just talking about them being, you know, the tank team just a minute ago, and now they're 2 0. And they're, they're 2 0 and look good. You know, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield looks good. You know, I mean, Mike Evans looks like he's about to have another good season. It's, wow. And of course, it's hard to say that Mike Evans, when doesn't he have a good season? But, yeah. you know, and <laughs> we were thinking with Baker Mayfield, it was like, oh, well, this is going to be the year Mike Evans doesn't have a break of thousand. It was like, oh no, that's not going to happen. So yeah, man, I'm I got to say the Bucks, you know, and, and I hate to say it, you know, we're the only team in our division that hasn't have that hasn't won a thing, and everybody else is two and zero. It it sucks, bro. So, but I, definitely I, the Bucks. I will say this so everybody can walk off the ledge a little bit because I've had to talk people off the ledge all week long. And Willie says it right here. It's only two weeks into a 17-game season. I think the evaluation of this team lies with the coaching staff. I will continue to watch and support the Panthers. All fans should take a deep breath. It, you got to kind of look at this wide angle in terms of what what's happened. Atlanta's much improved. We we thought the division was going to be one of the worst divisions in the league. We we are wrong. <laughs> Atlanta is much improved. Bijan Robinson is the damn truth. Like that kid is going to be a problem going forward for the division going on in the next eight years or so. New Orleans, I mean, they don't even have Alvin Kamara back yet, and Derek Carr's playing like crap. Like if they get that situated, the Saints are going to be a top five team in the league possibly with that defense. And then with the tools they have there on of the skill positions, they're much better than advertised too. And then Tampa, they already had the skill position players. They already had a decent offensive line. They just need to drop in a quarterback. And I hate to say it, but Baker's playing better than we thought he would. So, uh, but we're not that far off. It's not like we're getting blown out every week. You know what I mean? That's a different feeling. We felt that last year, this time last year, we were getting it handed to us by the Rams and the 49ers and uh, Seattle. Like, Well, no, we beat Seattle, but we were getting in these kind of games where we were just losing control and it felt like it felt helpless. I don't feel helpless watching this team. I feel like they're just, they're chipping away. They just haven't knocked the tree down yet. And maybe this week is the week they knock the tree down. Um, Seattle's defense is not as good as new Orleans or uh, Atlanta for that matter. And they've lost at home already. They lost to the Rams week one. So, that's that's my take on it. Let's see what happens Sunday at 4 o'clock. Uh, any last words before uh, we get out of here, guys? Uh, hey, man, just keep pounding. We might be in for a long season, but as <laughs> Panther fans, we're, we're, we're used to it at this point, man. So it's like, you know, uh, uh, ho- hold on tight. Buckle up, uh, everybody! Cross your fingers that we stay healthy. I, I love and, the precautionary, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, they, dude. Buckle up for the season. Oh, bro, this could, this could end up getting a lot worse before it gets better, man. I'm just, uh, uh, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. I will say, we, I did think looking at the schedule, the first six games were the worst six games. Like, if we got out of the first six and got to the bye at three and three, that was a moral victory to me. So. Now, some of these games I thought we were going to win, we have lost. <laughs> but in some of the games I picked us to lose, we might win. So if we can get to week seven or bye week at three and three, everything after that, we start playing Chicago and Indy and Houston. You know what I mean? Like teams that we're going to look a lot different against than we do uh, some of these others. We do have the Cowboys somewhere in there. But uh, I don't even want to think about that because <laughs> the Cowboys might be the best right. team in the league this year. Right. Uh, they, their defense is a nightmare. Um but anything you want to drop on the uh, the fan base before we get out of here, Monty? Yeah, man. Um, I 
I said I wasn't going to panic after week two. I'm almost there hitting the panic button. So I'm <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping, like you said, <laughs> I'm hoping you're right that we chop this tree down this week. Um, you know, I, I think that we can get after Gino. Um, so I think that we're, we're going to see. But, man, <laughs> I'm with Cody, y'all. I think we're going to have – this is going to get a lot uglier before it gets prettier. So, um, you know, but, but keep pounding, fellas. I think, you know, I think we're going to be set to go keep for – By next year, I think we'll be looking at this and be laughing. So It's a know, process. It's, it's a process. Like Stephen A. would say, it's fluid. It's fluid. We're trying to figure this out on, on the fly. They're literally trying to figure out the offense on the fly. Amon Gamble says, as we get out of here, finally some sane conversation. I just left a crazy podcast, emotional men talking crazy. Yeah, we try to we try to keep it, you know, sane here. Go, go hit like on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio uh, YouTube channel. Uh, you'll get notifications for any time anything from the Keep Pounding Podcast Network comes out. Subscribe to the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, all major podcast platforms powered by the Fans First Sports Network. This will be up a little bit later on today, audio version, uh, so you can catch that there. We'll be back next Thursday live, 10.30 a.m. Uh, for your debate and pleasure. This is Embrace Debate. I'm Desmond Johnson for Cody Lashney and Monty Fetty. We'll, we'll see you next week. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.